0: This podcast is for general educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered medical, practice management, legal, investment, or other professional advice. No one should act or refrain from acting based on this podcast without obtaining appropriate professional advice.
1: The current medical system is a very disease-based model where we are very adept at treating disease but not very good at uh, preventing disease. So our wellness program is geared towards preventing disease. Um, In a proactive way and this is a fundamental change relating to how we think about medical care
0: More than seven years after the American Medical Association officially recognized obesity as a disease we still aren't doing all we can to treat the underlying factors that lead to costly and deadly diseases such as diabetes, strokes, and cancer. You're listening to Gastro Broadcast, brought to you by Gastrologics, the only group-purchasing organization working exclusively on behalf of independent gastroenterology practices. I'm Andrew Souza, and our guest today is Dr. Naresh Gunaratnam of Huron Gastro in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's here to talk with us about the role gastroenterologists can play in treating obesity, which he likens to a canary in the coal mine. Dr. Gunaratnam, welcome. Tell our listeners why treating obesity is so important.
1: Yeah, um, so obesity is becoming an epidemic. And by 2030, half the US population is going to be obese. And obesity is linked to all the other things that affect the US population. such as diabetes, heart disease, um, cancer, and fatty liver disease. Uh, Fatty liver disease is the most prominent thing that we have to deal with and is right now the most common liver disease, which is the leading cause of uh, liver cancer and liver cirrhosis uh, and one of the most common reasons for liver transplant. So this is an epidemic that we want to address and uh, we in gastroenterology are able to act before all of these other devastating things show up.
0: Interesting, so why are gastroenterologists, more so than other doctors, in a better position to see what's coming in terms of disease?
1: So, we have a unique opportunity in gastroenterology to see diseases before they become uh, more serious. For instance, uh, we see diseases like reflux and fatty liver disease before heart attacks and strokes and, cancer. So we in gastroenterology are able to act and uh, make a difference before all of these more devastating diseases show up. So fatty liver disease is the most prevalent liver disease that we treat. And if we can get patients to lose 10% of their body weight, the fatty liver disease goes away. And if the fatty liver goes away, then their risk of diabetes, cancer, heart disease also falls. So this is a unique opportunity for us to be kind of the early warning system and make a difference before these other more devastating diseases show up.
0: As I understand it, you developed a program at Huron Gastroenterology that is focused on weight management and this
1: is to get ahead of other problems that may arise? So the program is based around what we call the four pillars. Um, So we work on uh, nutrition, we work on uh, fitness, we work on uh, sleep, and we also work to help develop Uh, stress management strategies um, called mindfulness and we find that just like you have four legs to a chair, each one of those four pillars have to be working in order for you to be completely well. So again you can't sit in a chair with three legs so if you don't address all four pillars, you're not going to have true wellness. Where do you start? Yeah, so for nutrition we start with a a uh, 12-week intensive meal replacement program, which means that for 12 weeks, we take, give you a timeout from food. Basically, we uh, allow you not to go and continue your usual food habits, and we give you meal replacements, which are basically um, complete nutrition that comes in the forms of shakes, bars, and soups. And so it helps break your habits that may have led you to the obesity. So for instance, if you went to McDonald's every lunch, that habit can be broken for 12 weeks. And when we re-engineer the way you eat and your relationship to food, then uh, you're more likely to have sustained changes that will lead to sustained weight loss. After 12 weeks uh, or during those 12 weeks, you work with uh, our dietitians and our team to learn about other foods, typically called low glycemic index foods or whole food plant based diets or Mediterranean diets, which have been uh, diets associated with long term weight loss, but also long term wellness, meaning that the, if you adhere to these diets, you're less likely to have diabetes, heart disease and cancer. So during that 12 weeks we spend a long time educating you about why this type of diet is probably the best way to best diet to adhere to long term and once you've started to help your patients change their eating habits is there an exercise plan we try to teach you just very simple life habits so we're not trying to train you to run a marathon but basically um, learn simple life habits that make natural movement part of your day for instance you park as far as your way as you can instead of fighting for parking spots close to your um, close to your work we we may encourage you to take the stairs instead of taking the elevator and just naturally increase more mobility as you get more and more fit we're going to encourage you to start getting into more standardized fitness programs whether that's bodyweight exercises you do at home or whether you join a uh, gym and work on high intensity training. But our, our in- introduction is very gradual, starting with just increasing your steps. And as you hit each milestone, we're, we're in- going to encourage you to try to achieve about 150 minutes of uh, regular exercise a week. I've also read that a lack of sleep can contribute to weight gain. And this is relatively new finding because what happens is when you're sleep deprived, you're, there's a hormone called cortisol, which is your fight and flight hormone. And when your cortisol level is high, your body is worried that you're going to get chased by an animal. This is an ancient primitive reflex that was very helpful 10,000 years ago when you really were worried about being eaten by an animal, and your body is worried that you're going to get chased by an animal. So it wants you to have quick fuel. And that quick fuel typically is simple sugars that are sugars and simple carbohydrates. So you may have noticed that when you're sleep deprived, you're craving sugars and you may not want to eat them but the sugars end up in your mouth so this is sodas and candies and the white carbohydrates that we tell people not to eat like high fructose corn syrup white bread white potatoes white rice those are high glycemic index foods that are craved when you, your cortisol levels high So people don't realize that when you're sleep deprived, getting less than eight hours a day, your cortisol level is high, which then makes you crave these simple sugars, which then leads to obesity. So by fixing the sleep, you also impact your weight. So healthy eating, exercise, and sleep, that's three. What's the fourth pillar? And then the final uh, um, pillar is just stress. So when you're anxious and stressed, again, you activate your fight and flight response, And so again, lead to high cortisol levels, which again makes you crave uh, simple sugars. So learning techniques like mindfulness and meditation and yoga or learning to enjoy walking in the woods, all these little things that are, uh, if we can uh, make you adopt these uh, life skills, cortisol level will decrease and your cravings for simple sugars will also improve.
0: What do you see as the biggest barrier to treating obesity as a disease?
1: I think the biggest barrier is that uh, we don't, we are not adequately trained. We were never trained during our residencies and fellowships and uh, the program that we have put together. I have spent uh, three, four years of self-study, attending meetings, and what we have come up with is an evidence-based program, no different than we treat uh, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease because the therapies that we give our patients with inflammatory bowel disease are evidence-based and in the same way, we have approached our weight loss program or wellness program in a very evidence-based scientific way. Beyond the issue of training, is the healthcare system set up to properly treat obesity? The current medical system is a very disease-based model where we are very adept at treating disease but not very good at uh, preventing disease. So our wellness program is geared towards preventing disease um, in a proactive way and this is a fundamental change relating to how we think about medical care. Insurance reimbursement uh, will um, allow you to treat fatty liver disease so those office visits will be covered, but some of the other aspects of a program such as our wellness coordinator and I have a data analyst and dietitians require a component of self-pay. And that's how we have a, what I call a hybrid program, which is partially in insurance and partially self-pay.
0: To learn more about the Huron Gastro Wellness Program, visit www.hgwellness.org. That's www.hgwellness.org. Thank you for joining us today. You can subscribe to receive new episodes and find more information about our guests and supporters at gastrobroadcast.com. Produced by Steadfast Collaborative.